All right, Tim, we are back with the Appetite for Construction podcast. I'm with Tim Ward. Tim, how you doing? I'm doing good, TP. <laughs> have, have you put the have you put the cat and the dog away? There, well, it's a good question. I think so for now. If I hear meowing, I'll I'll know. Well, if I hear meowing, I'll hope it's the cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, what's going on? How you been? I'm doing good. Uh, waiting to uh, get some travel started here in a few days for another trade show. But other than that, uh, you know, it's life in Central Illinois, just like you. Life up in Northern Illinois. It's uh, life is been pretty busy around here. We've been busy with the website. We've had. Lots of stuff going on, and as we've been prepping for different trade shows coming up, uh, just a lot of time with planning because the manufacturers are rolling out new product over the next couple of months. We've had lots of podcasts over the last couple of weeks, so been a pretty busy first half of the month. It, it's uh, it's busy. It'll get busier with, like you said, all the traveling going on, but uh, I'm excited to have our guest on for this podcast. It's going to be a fun one. There's a rumor going around, and I don't know if it's true. Maybe we can ask our guests about this, but our next guest is actually not a contractor. He's he's actually a male model actor that poses as a <laughs> like a contractor versus you know going around doing on the job sites and pretending. We'll have to get to the bottom of it. So let's get after it, Tim. So, Chris Abraco, how you doing, buddy? It's, it's uh, good to see you. I'm good. I'm good. Just here in Cl- Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Um, rock and roll and trying to save the city out here after <laughs> this cold spell. Yeah. Well, you know, we we tried to have you on this morning, and you, you called uh, last minute and said you were doing what? Yeah, we're trying to get the water and uh, heat back onto this 40-unit apartment building. It's like right off the lake. It's a 100-year-old building, and, um, you know, I walked through that, uh, what we were going to try to do with the guys this morning and then the uh building the chief building inspector walked up with the fire marshal so we had to do a walkthrough on everything that we're doing to try and get the fire suppression system back up and running and the uh, domestic water uh to the building because they have all these uh tenants that are living in hotels and all stuff it's been in the news it's uh been kind of crazy actually the apartment the whole parking garage flooded i put it on a a tiktok and all that stuff but it's been an interesting project over here and it's been uh i feel like the savior over here so it's kind of a good feeling (laughs) but yeah that that happened unexpectedly today so you gotta you know you gotta walk around with those guys you gotta give them the time and the fire marshal and the uh chief building inspector here in cleveland are good guys so oh that's good yeah they see that we're moving and try and get everything back up and running now, back before the holidays, we had a wicked cold streak come through the upper Midwest. I'm sure Cleveland had its fair share of some really sub-zero weather for a while with lots of snow. I mean, what what's that do for you as a contractor with all the service calls? And is it just crazy nuts and 24, day, 24 hours a day for several days in a row? Oh, yeah. I mean, the freeze will provide. And uh, I was actually in Aruba with my family. We were celebrating Christmas in, in Aruba, and I was supposed to be there for, you know, throughout Christmas. And I flew in Thursday, and I flew out Saturday, um, Christmas Eve. And then I had a layover in Philadelphia, 20-hour layover in Philadelphia to get back on Christmas. 
because I knew what was going to happen, and it did. I got two phone calls right off of the plane, went, did two service calls right away, and then when everything warmed up, it was just chaos. Yeah. Um, people calling me left and right. You know, we all we have pro service plumbing, but we also started claim professionals, so we're a full out insurance restoration contractor, um, and I'm partners in that. And it was just a, it was a, a good week um, business wise. Unfortunate for a lot of people that have to deal with these losses, but you know, with these, uh, um, with all the damage and stuff. But it was chaos. We're going fixing leaks. Um, you know, going to properties and mitigating them. You know, with all the water damage. A ton of work was lined up and signed up in a week. It was it's pretty pretty uh, um, incredible how how our companies just you know got together and rallied and got everything done. You know now we're trying to pick up the pieces of a lot of things that we started and, and you know getting back. But a lot of things were just like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna isolate your master bathroom or isolate this section of your house and just get your water back onto your house and we'll be back when we can, you know, cause we got all these calls going on. We, we did 30 some calls in a couple of days and then we got, you know, five houses that totally flooded out and, um, restaurants and church we did, we did the mitigation for, it was crazy. I've never seen it before like this in my career, you know, especially when it warmed up. So like I said, the freeze will provide. I was just going to ask, is that the episode after the w- winter is coming on Game of Thrones? Because it, so- it sounds like a title of a, of a, of a, of a movie or a, an album or, you know, Tim, the freeze will provide. Freeze will provide. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely an album of one of the bands that you've listened to in the past, John. Yeah, that's true. So for anybody listening that doesn't, you know, follow Chris on Instagram, uh, you can follow him at Chris underscore Sabraco. Is that right, Chris? Correct. Yeah. So yeah, it's S B R O C C O. Is his last name? Is that the same on TikTok too? Yeah, it is the same on TikTok. Yeah. It's kind of crazy mix mash TikTok and Instagram. It's the TikTok's a little, you know, it's pretty fun to see some of these things go viral. You know, <laughs> it's true. But Chris does awesome work, and just follow him. When I when I watch your stuff, it almost seems like. Um, you become a mentor to a lot of people and you can teach a lot of people on social media. Um, do you find that's the case? Do you find that people are, are looking up to what you do and your work? Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the main drive. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I would tell people or anything like in the past, I think like one of the best things that you could do for society is provide it, you know, bring someone through the ranks and, and create like a, or, you know, help a young individual become a good plumber. You know, because there's just so many people, there's just such a need for that to be on social media and interact with like the younger generation of the trades talking about codes and, you know, all that stuff is it's it's something I'm really proud of, um, you know, talk to these these younger guys and stuff. You know, there's just a lot to the trade. Um, it's very beneficial. And, and um, you know, just just seeing uh, people excited about it like I was when I first got into it is um it's motivating it pushes me even farther to you know put more content out there just put myself out there to teach um or educate in any way possible whether i'm teaching the wrong thing or the right thing you know sometimes you mess up uh it's it's been something i'm very proud of to uh put that kind of content out there well let's talk about how you got started um was it right out of high school you're working with your uncle is that right yeah i started um right out of high school i wouldn't play baseball at a junior college and that didn't work out. what position i was a, a middle infield and a pitcher okay um 
But uh, sounds sounds like softball. You don't middle infield. You don't say that, do you, Tim? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I like to say shortstop, but I play a lot of second base, so I don't want to say. You, know. <laughs> you were a utility guy. Yeah, I was a utility guy. Went to you know, in order to play baseball, you got to go to school and go to class, and that just wasn't my thing. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah, you know, I, I started working for my uncle in the summer, and you know, I just saw how much attention he got on job sites, and you know, you pull up to these jobs or problems and you know he's a very important person everybody's looking at him for answers and i just saw the respect he got on the jobs and with the people that he it, interacted with and you know just the day-to-day change and what we were doing every day was just very intriguing i just fell in love with it and you know he was he's no pushover man he was very tough on me and a lot of screaming and yelling um but i believe i learned the right way and um worked for him for a, a, a a long enough time to be comfortable to go on my own with the uh, different genres of plumbing that he put me through. I mean, we did everything. We did large, new, large commercial construction, um, service work. We worked in high-end homes. We did high-end repairs, and uh, we did heating and you know just a lot of underground sewer repairs, waterproofing. I mean, the first couple of years I was in the trade, I had a shovel in my hand. Did a lot of uh, a lot of hand digging and and all that, and it was. Uh, it was the right career path for sure. So can you still play ball? I mean, do you play softball or anything like that? My son, I, my, my son, he's, he's, uh, 13. Yeah. And, uh, he's a good ball player. So I get to play catch with him. I get to hit, hit with the fungal bat, hit him ground balls and practice. Yeah. With him, so, That's awesome. um, I'm, I'm, I'm known as a wannabe coach or whatever, but I coached him for a long time. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's more fun for me probably than it is for him. Yeah. I, I recall sometime over last summer, though, while you were at a game with your – I think it was practice with your son, got hit got hit by a random baseball coming across, blindsided or something. I got rocked in the face with the baseball. The ball was probably going like 80 miles an hour. Ouch. Right in the face. So I had safety glass. I had, I had sunglasses on. They probably saved my eye, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I was throwing BP, and, uh, you know, and I just – I'm used to throwing to my son. My son's not the, the biggest kid, but some of the, it was at youth nationals in, in South Carolina and some of these kids I've never like been around and they're, you know, larger kids, you know, I mean, they're, they're gone to puberty and all this stuff and they're hitting, you know, bombs. And the first pitch of this kid, Terry, I, he just lined it right up and it, and it just missed the cage and hit me right in the face, right above my eye. I got what, I recall seeing a picture and going, ooh, Mike Tyson and uh, Chris got into it or something because yeah. it was not pretty. No, it wasn't pretty. Um, you know, and then I, yeah, you know, go to, the, go to the hospital. I never met anybody there. I'm like, well, who's going to do the stitches? I'm like, you know, I need to make sure, you know, it was it was chaos, you know. But I went to urgent care and they're like, you know, I, I you know, can you stitch me up because I wanted to go watch the games because I was missing the first doubleheader. And. Uh, they're like, no, you got to go to the hospital. That's, that's head trauma. You need to get a you know, CT scan, all this stuff. But I'm glad, very fortunate that it wasn't worse than it was. I just got a nice scar on my forehead. It looks like I'm a fighter, um, yeah. which isn't, you know. Well, MMA action. Yeah. My neighbor down the street uh, did the same thing. He posted pictures and I'm like, holy crap, he got in a fight with somebody at a bar. Or, and it was batting practice with some of those kids that are at that age. Yeah. So now I got PTSD whenever I'm like throwing my son BP, you know? So it's like, I can't even do it anymore. I'm like, dude, I your hitting's going to struggle. Cause we used to always practice on the side together. I'm like, I, I just, I don't feel comfortable. It's crazy. 
Don't you have a cage or the the netting or no? Yeah, but I, the problem was you're supposed to have your head behind the net, and mine wasn't. So it was, yeah, you know, well, it was just like the perfect <laughs> shot, and you know, I was yeah. just you know, it was in the morning, and uh, you know, I just you know maybe had a couple too too many drinks the night before. I don't know, you know, <laughs> but but it happened, and I had to deal with it, and I still got you know, so I got to deal with the the embarrassment, but it's all good though. You know, you said you you learned the the ropes, the trade with your uncle working with him. You learned a lot of different aspects of the trade. And then, you know, in 2010, you felt comfortable enough to kind of go off on your own and and start your business, Pro Service Plumbing. How how did that go in the little nervous nights and uh, waiting for the phone to ring or was it pretty seamless? Uh, Well, you know, I did. I, you know, when I worked for my uncle, we always had a lot of contacts. I got, you know always networking. Once you say you're a plumber, honestly, anywhere people are going to try and, and get, get you to do work. And a lot of people think, well, he could do it on the side. It'll be cheaper, uh, less expensive. And, you know, my uncle's got a really good name for himself. So a lot of people in the projects I was on, you know, would know that I, I was probably a good plumber too. Um, but it was, you know, like kind of word of mouth where I was just doing so much side work that it just made sense um, to, do my own thing we also uh, uh you know i did did take a, a a break from my uncle where i was doing you know i was working for my uncle i was doing a ton of side work and then you know i had this opportunity where as a plumber i could you know ex, you know jump into any other type of career path and always come back to being a plumber there was an opportunity there was a uh, there was a large hailstorm in dallas texas and i have a, a friend that i grew up with that started a restoration company he recruited me to come sell roofs and you know storm damage claims in in dallas and i never you know i, I tried to do college obviously I went to school and all that but i decided to uh, uh go out there and 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 give it a shot in, in a different industry and it went well you know I, I i sold a lot and you know made a bunch of money real quick and then when i came back here to cleveland i started you know i had pro service plumbing established when i started doing my side work but when I came back here, you know, full on plumbing, and then I was selling roofs and doing storm damage claims um, from from uh, Hurricane Sandy. So it all like kind of mixed together, and then um, we got an apartment building that uh, had a bunch of code issues. And the building inspector uh, made the building owner, the apartment owner, re- redo all the plumbing, and that's when re- things really, really took off for me. Where I started hiring guys and all that, and just always kept up. You know, there wasn't a job that I turned down. You know, whether it was new construction, I didn't like try and stay in one lane. I just, I just knew that, you know, if I could get some of these bigger jobs, the service work and all that would, would help provide cash flow to, to, to keep those bigger jobs going. And, you know, just never, never look back. Were you married at the time? This is, you know, in 2010, you, you, I'm, I'm assuming your son is about to be born or born at that time. I think it was two. Yeah. No, I, okay. I, Went, went there and worked for a summer. I've came back and forth. Yeah, it was, I think it was two. Yeah. Came back. It was, you know, that was tough leaving him, but it was just such an opportunity to make good money Yeah, quickly, you know, I'd say. Yeah. And I always wanted to like try something else just to, you know, I just felt like I could sell, you know, I could be, be yeah. in sales. And uh, um, it turned out that, it, that, it, that it worked out because it really helped me with what I, you know, what we're doing now, you know, if you're a good plumber and you're, you got a good personality, I guess, and, and, and people trust you, it's, it's not hard to sell anything, but you know, when there's things that you want to sell, let's say 
things are getting a little slow and you know you don't might might not have work lined up for the guys those old sales tactics and all that stuff to you know help close deals really came through and, and helped me in, in the long run when it came to you know getting some work that we really needed at the right time well you wear a lot of hats you're ambassador for for a few manufacturers and influencer across social media you're a service contractor with your own company you wear the sales hat what have you found the most challenging and rewarding in the last 15 years of you know working on your own well just finding the right people to work with you know i mean i could have all the ambition in the world and all the ideas in the world and you know all the drive in the world but if you don't have people that are motivated and smart and hardworking around you none of that's going to happen nothing's going to nothing's going to um you know grow you're just going to stay in the same place so you know especially with all the all the projects that we're doing and and all the things that I want to get into and and what we've done I wouldn't be anywhere if I didn't have the right people around me and helping me and you know I like to say that we work together I never say that people work for me or anything like that you know even uh you know my guys that you know our employees of Pro Service Plumbing. I'm an employee of Pro Service Plumbing too. We're all collectively working together, you know, to help build the brand of Pro Service Plumbing and what we're doing, and and you know, taking care of our clients. We all work together, and everybody has the same mindset. And that's probably my favorite thing, and the most thing I'm like is just being being able to sift through. I've had a lot of bad eggs work for me, and, and you know, people people that you know, can say all the right things at, at an interview and just not work out. And, and to be honest, a lot of times you end up using those guys because it's the plumbing industry. You can make money with people just showing up on a job and just, you know, being there, you know, whether they're not the best person for your customers, something that you have to, to do for your customer. You know, you have to make sure that those guys aren't, aren't, aren't sticking around and, and, and just, representing your company in the wrong way. So very fortunate right now to have the guys that we I get to work with every day, hardworking, smart individuals that are just ready to take on the daily challenges of the plumbing trade. It's, there's nothing easy about what we do. You got to be smart. You got to be hardworking. You got to be tough. It's, uh, uh, it's just that kind of trade. Just having those people around is the only way that we can elevate altogether. Yeah, we talk a lot about it on the podcast of workforce development and finding good people in the, and finding good people in the trades. But are you finding it better now after COVID, or kind of the same? Or are we still struggling to find good good workers? Yeah, yeah. Two of my guys, um, Steve and Pat, they reached out to me through social media. Steve followed me on social media, and Pat reached out to me on social media, and they're like awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and and. Tim, Tim is uh, probably my longest employee. You know, he came on board just through word of mouth, but there's a lot of ambition out there. You know, a lot of people see the trades and they see the tools and they see the equipment. They, they know what kind of money can be made and they really jump on it, you know, and I think that's pretty cool to see some of these, you know, guys reaching out to me on, so, Hey, do you guys have apprenticeship programs or anything like that? I really want to get involved with what you do. I really want to learn. Do you teach, you know? There's guys out there that want to learn. There's guys out there that want to have a, a you know, fulfilling, uh, successful career in, in the trades. And just a matter of getting, being lucky enough to, to, to find those guys or just let them fall in your lap. You know, putting ads out in the paper or putting ads out on Indeed, you know, don't always work out. Sometimes it's just, you know, 
mm-hmm. creating your brand and putting yourself out there for other people to see, I guess, through social media like I do. And that's really been a beneficial for me and, and for the guys that we have on board right now. Hey, Tim, do you remember, <laughs> we go. Do you remember the old Lon Chaney Jr. movies, Tim? I do, but I mean, those are ancient movies. We're talking yeah. 50s. Yeah, 50s. With the time lapse and the full moon, and then he become he turns into the werewolf. Remember those I old do. movies, Tim? I, I, I do. So people can't see this. Obviously, this is an audio-only podcast. But when we started, Chris is in his truck, and it was light in the background. It was very light. And now all we see is his face, and it's very dark. Yeah, it's got dark quick. <laughs> it's like the transformation of Chris. Uh, I don't know if there's a full moon out there or not, but all we see, all we see is just this round head right now. It's pretty funny. Well, yeah, no, I, you know, I'm over here in this driveway, this apartment building, you know, and then all of a sudden I see two, two, two headlights turn on. Yeah. I'm like, who was I blocking in? I thought it was, you know, in a good spot over here. So I just had to move. Right on. Chris, I, I mentioned earlier, you partner with manufacturers. You're an ambassador for several brands. How, how do you determine your selectivity and brands to partner with? Um, I'm curious on that process. Yeah, I, uh, you know, there has been a lot of brands that reached out, which is, I mean, I'm very fortunate for that. But, um, you know, I'm lucky enough to be with brands that, you know, I believe in, you know, I mean, it's, it's the truth. I mean, Odie is like in, in, in like, if you're a plumber in Cleveland, you're like, you got rigid, you got Odie. So I've had these connections and there's been a lot of times where I've actually been like consulting, been on these photo shoots and these videos where I'm like having these models, you know, or whatever you want to call, you know, mm-hmm. talent, um, you know, helping them. Uh, like hold tools properly and all that. So the, so the photos and videos come through, but more likely, you know, like Odie manufacturer reached out. I was like, this is amazing. You know, they're right in Cleveland. I actually did plumbing at, at one of the family members homes. Just you walk into Home Depot, you see the products everywhere. I've been using their products since I was, you know, the primer and solvent, you know, ever since I got in the trade, you know, I remember that's it. That's an industry brand and rigid tools. I remember when I first got in the, uh, uh, you know, not that I'm a best for rigid or anything, but I've done commercials for them and I've done, I've done a lot of, uh, cool stuff with them. I remember like I would spend nights just like, you know, looking at their website, just making lists of what I wanted to buy, you know, whether it was a pipe stand. I remember I was driving a, my ex-wife's car at the time. It, it was, uh, uh, she had a Volkswagen Jetta. And so I was driving a jet. It was probably worth like three grand. And I'm, I'm like, should I get a you know, new car or what? And then I just went out and bought a, uh, a large pro press. It was like 3,500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was more than, more than the car I drive, but you know, it is what it is. You could make money using the pro press. Yes. Yes. And I have, you know, that's the, yeah. the tools. The more tools you have, the more money you can make. It's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, true work, um, the clothing apparel. I mean, this stuff is, it's so well thought out and I mean, it's pretty crazy. I don't know who's designing this stuff, but they're like a prodigy or just like a, it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, I love the gear. I love, love, love that. And then, uh, jobber, jobber, the field soft, uh, the software that we use. I mean, it literally, like I started making more money immediately after I started using that software. Oh, wow. Just how everything was so organized and stuff. And I, you know, I used to just like, take notes and and then I used to put everything in Apple calendar and send it to the guys. And that's something that the guys also deal with 
which is amazing. It's just, you know, there's a lot of chaos in what we do and I'm out in the field sometimes and I'm working. So, you know, a lot of times I have to do the scheduling because the customers call me and, you know, just having that software has really been a big help with the organization. And, you know, the guys want structure. They want to know what they're doing the day before. They want to be prepared. They don't want to find out at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning what they're doing, you know, whether they're working outside or inside. If, so having that structure has really helped the guys and it's just helped everything else. So being a part of these brands and being an ambassador for these brands is, you know, been something I'm like super proud of. Well, you know, going back to the ambassadorship, I would think there's like a creative process that you have to think about when you're posting on Instagram or TikTok when you're, when you're, you know, showing off or promoting these products without seeming like, okay, well, you know, someone's scrolling and they're like, oh, this guy's obviously, you know, someone's paying for this or something, you know, and they just keep scrolling. But when there's a creative installation or there's something creative with it, I think people are more drawn to that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't want to seem like it's an ad at all. But at the same time, I'm using the products every day. So I'm posting something that's mostly involved anyway. So there's really not much thought when it comes to that. And, you know, I guess that's what makes things a little bit more genuine. Well, believe me, like it just seems like now people get an account and there's like an unboxing and then like that yeah. that doesn't do me any good i'm not like i said we're not contractors but i'm not interested in that you know i want to i want to learn something yeah and i forgot to mention moen too i mean we get all these products that we do with moen and we just did a, a cool youtube video that we're going to be doing with them yeah. uh, uh you know like then boxing that stuff you know we're going to install like a kitchen faucet you know unboxing that stuff like you don't want to just do this whole like youtube thing that everybody yeah. else does yeah like, i'm a plumber i'm gonna install this i'm gonna talk about it and, and you know i'm gonna give you my feedback on on everything versus you know how some of these other people do they don't you know i have to i have to say i mean what didn't a couple of years ago maybe this is before covid but didn't you do a takeover of eric's the mechanical hub i did no. i did twig twig got one um yeah. the littlest plumber and, and i and i got it too so i got and so i was able to take over the account yeah, and Eric, um, you know, he does a great job on on the Mechanical Hub social media or Instagram. But then, you know, you take over, and I'm like, this is this is actually good stuff. I mean, not that the other stuff isn't, but you know, he's putting trust in you know Twig and you and and other people to to do this. And it was like it was really good stuff that you provided. You know, it was, they both I, the cool thing about Twig and Chris were they work in very different. You know, not only locations, but just different types of jobs. Eric's much more radiant, uh, hydronics, you know, boilers and water heaters. Chris is doing some heavy core. Like today, I saw some videos of him at the job site he was on today that he was posting. I mean, just some really cool apartment structures, large. And then Twig's at, you know, the college that she works at. So it's just very different focuses. And it was cool to see that come across the Mechanical Hub uh, social media platforms. Yeah, I agree. That was a that was a cool opportunity. I was I was pretty proud of that. You know, I mean, all of a sudden you're just logged into the 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 number one you know plumbers you know IG yeah. account. So it was, it was it was cool. You know, yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. So would you say that would you say social media has helped grow your business? Hundred percent, one hundred percent. Just let let's say for instance, you know, not not my business, the other businesses as well, but. 
yeah, I mean, when people think of a plumber in Cleveland, I mean, I would like to think that, uh, you know, people that would follow me, why would they call someone else? You know, I mean, I know a lot of guys are, are putting content out there and everything like that. It's just, it has to be in people's minds. You know, if you're constantly posting stuff and putting yourself out there, showing the different genres of, of the trade that you could do and the repairs you do and the types of projects you do. I mean, all that stuff's just put in everyone's face all the time. You know, we don't advertise. I don't advertise or anything like that. Most of the work comes from social media and just people understanding that, you know, this is what I do. And, and obviously if I'm confident enough to talk about it on camera for the whole world, you know, I'm probably confident enough to, to take on their project and, and do that as well, you know. All right, Tim, you ready for some rapid fire gauntlet questions? Oh, yes. Let's do it. Oh, God. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> One bucket list item that you'd like to experience, whether it's traveling or an experience, something you'd love to do. I'd like to go to China. Really? Yeah, I'd like to go to China. A friend of mine goes there all the time. He says that he uh, enjoys it. I love traveling, so that's pretty far away. Be probably one of the things that uh, I'd probably, you know, be least hesitant or be more hesitant to go to. But uh, go visit, you know, somewhere, somewhere far, far away. What's one thing people might not know about you? I like to cook. I like to cook. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like to cook. Other than cooking, any other hobbies? Uh, I go to the gym every day, pretty much almost every day. Um, I mean, I'll skip days here and there, but I definitely work out. I'll, you know, go to the gym, try and stay healthy, try and stay in shape. I eat right. Um, do all those things to keep my body active and mobile, especially with what we do every day. Um, you know, it's very important. You know, Can I ask you how old you are? 38. 38. 38 yeah. so, so Tim and I in our 50s, we just had a podcast on uh, with Twig on mental health. And then last week we had one on physical health. And we are the prime specimens of physical health. <laughs> yeah. But we're trying. We're trying. Yeah, no, it's so important. I mean, you know my attitude if i'm not if i'm not going to the gym i you know and and you know you go to the gym and you start collect all your thoughts you get motivated you start you know visioning things and you know and then just staying and you know eating healthy you feel better you got more energy throughout the day you know it's just there's so many benefits to that um it's just yeah. you know i really believe that that's a big part of um uh, you know my success is the fact that you know i take care of myself physically and and you know, try and stay healthy. So before we jumped on the podcast, we talked a little bit about possibly catching up at some trade shows here in the near future. Where are you going to be here in the next couple of months with trade shows? How do you educate yourself and see new product? I go to the trade shows. I mean, that was like, I went to AHR. Um, and that's where I met Eric. That was, I think that was like five years ago. And that was like the coolest experience ever, ever, you know, just meeting all the guys and all the guys in, on IG and everything, networking. And it's just, you really realize like you're, when you're at those booths, you're not only talking to just representatives of the company, but the presidents, the CEOs, the big shots, the decision makers are at those booths and you can talk to them and give them your feedback. And they want, they want your feedback more yeah. than you want theirs. Um, you know, especially if you're, you're, you're in the field. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be at the International Builders Show, KBiz. Um, we'll be doing some stuff with Mo in there and House of Roll. Uh, definitely the wet show. I mean, that's the funnest one. So we'll definitely be there. 
And then I don't think AHR this year. I want to try and go to AHR. And I was I want to go to World of Concrete, um, but I don't think that's going to happen this year either. We just got so much work ahead of us with all this, uh, with you know, after that cold freeze and all the work that's come from it. So got to be in and out with these trade shows. Yeah, busy time of year for contractors, especially the service sector up in the uh, upper Midwest with winters. And looking forward, though, to catching up and maybe breaking bread in Las Vegas for uh, Builder Show or Indianapolis for the Wet Show. Like we have in the past. You know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I like Tim says breaking bread. It's such a term like the Last Supper. Like we breaking should get bread and, and having a couple drinks? Or yeah, maybe, maybe a couple. A I mean, not more. everybody drinks, so I, you know, I don't want to push that off on anybody but i definitely like to break bread yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure it's definitely a good time and and I, I i do love looking forward to those those shows as tim it's tim said it's a busy time of year for you guys so you know we we really appreciate you jumping on and the time that you spent with us today it's uh it's really a pleasure getting to know you a little bit more and uh we'll see you at the trade yeah. shows for sure jp time is money and we just cost him about three hundred dollars <laughs> Well, and I learned well, actually I'm on the job, so I need to charge for you know. So you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a material takeoff on my computer in the truck. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, and I knew I learned a new phrase today. The freeze will provide. The freeze, the freeze will, provide. will provide. John, Tim, I really appreciate the opportunity of being on the podcast, and yeah, appreciate all you guys, what you guys do for the industry, and and uh, all the hard work you guys put in for us, and. We love uh, the industry. We love connecting with people and uh, like people like yourself. And you do great, great work. So, again, check them out on Instagram and TikTok at Chris underscore Sabraco. Chris, thanks again. Thanks, guys. Everything.